Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center Contact Center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items to take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve your agent experience, hopefully improve your customer experience as well. What's going on? I've uh, been a little under the weather here, <laughs> might be a little raspy, but uh, I think I have a, an interesting episode today for you guys, and it, it spurred, it's been spurred from a, a couple interactions I've had on LinkedIn and in the DMs from, you know, people that have, or, or, or fellow colleagues that have, have, first of all, had issues, you know, equating work from home um, to, you know, some of our agents with with children, uh, they they might take a little bit longer, right? They they might have more um, unavailable time. Their occupancy might be as high, might not be as high, and and there can be some issues that arise with that, obviously, right? Especially with those maybe that don't have kids who are who are who are working at a certain rate, and and got into that conversation. I don't really really want to talk about that today, but that it brought me to another kind of very close same-ish type of, of conversation when it comes to culture in, in games and motivations that we play, and especially now that we work from home. I get a lot of pushback a lot of times. or not I shouldn't say a lot of pushback, but if there's any pushback that I get when I talk about the games and motivations that we like to play, um, I, I get those that, that say, you know, some of our reps, they don't want to partake. They think it's beneath them. They think it's stupid. Um, it's juvenile. You know, stop treating us like children. That kind of thing, and I want to I want to talk about some of that today. I just did a TikTok, and I knew I was going to get a ton of blowback on it, right? Because I I love to go right to you know call center, you know, put that thing in hashtag call center problems, call center agent, call center life, right? And and I love rebutting those that that tell me those kind of kind of things, and and I'm going to talk to you about why that happens, and in some of the ways that you can kind of make sure that you're you're using those things as a tool for your benefit and not for your detriment. But if you think about like, a, a, again, like a wagon wheel, and I don't care what anybody says, the number one thing that is motivating for an associate and I believe any employee, right? And, and we can argue about this too, but I, I think the number one thing is, is their rate of pay, right? If you're going to pay them an appropriate amount for what their job is commiserate to, right? That's going to, first of all, solve a lot of problems that you're going to have. But the problem is a lot of contact centers and call centers don't do that, right? They're paying at a lower end. And what happens is the management team or the supervisors or the call center manager knows this, and they're trying to kind of backfill 
that braid of pay with motivations and with games. And I think that's when it becomes the, the, a little bit of the detriment or becomes a, you know, just pay me more, stop doing this stuff, right? Kind of thing. So again, think about it, right? You have your, your rate of pay in the middle of this wagon wheel. That's kind of the, the main thing that everybody's kind of, that, 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 that holds everything together, right? And, and the other spokes of this, right, are everything from, from your HR vacation policies to benefits to is it work from home, you know, your engagement, your motivations, um, is, there, is there room for advancement, you know, the overall culture, is it healthy, right? So there's all these different avenues and things that are important, right? But we sometimes think, and, and I probably maybe make the mistake of, of overstating the importance of some of these games and motivations, but we use that almost as that, that middle piece or the 1A, 1B with the, the rate of pay. And that's where we have issues from, from I think, from, from a lot of agents. But if your rate of pay is awesome, right, and, and awesome for your area, awesome for the job that they're doing, um, and you have these spokes in place, right, and, and the, the, the motivations and the games are just one of those spokes, then it's awesome, right? It is being a, a tool that's being utilized, not overused as compensation for, be, for, for, for lack of pay or for um, something that it's not, right? And let's talk about some of the ways that we can motivate in, 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 in some of the games that play. And, and I think some of the reps, what they like, what they don't like. Let's kind of talk about this. So, you know, I kind of see there's kind of like three and a half ways that you can you can play the games, motivate, right? The first two is, is kind of your, are you incentivizing? Is it part of their pay? That becomes a little bit different, right? So if this is more like, you know, hey, for the entire month of May, um, everyone who has this type of QA score or, you know, has a, a, a sales or a conversion percentage of X, you know, that's different. That's not really games. That is now getting a little bit more salesy, hardcore. I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong. I love it. I think that reps get that a little bit more, right? They, they understand that piece of it. Um, and I think that it's, it, it can breed healthy, really healthy competition, right? So when you get into kind of hardcore metrics, I think over longer periods of time, it doesn't become so much of a sales or I'm sorry, as an incentive or game, it becomes more of a, of a sales quota. So kind of understand that too. There's kind of this give and take between the importance to the rep, right. On some of these things and, and kind of, you know, the, the non-fun factor or the kind of the work, you know, experience factor of, of that. When you're doing games to to motivate, right, or to engage, right, I think this is where you need this, right, and but this is where the fine line starts to, to happen, right. So we used to do a ton of things here. So let me give you some of my my favorites that we would play in the call center. They're so stupid, um, but I, I really think the reps enjoyed them because we thought them through and said, okay, what do really reps they, they like, right? They like the competition. Right. Because that goes back to that kind of incentive, um, that 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 sales aspect that they have or that 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 always trying to beat somebody aspect. Right. I think that that's that's important and that's in, in any business. Right. 
The other thing that I think is very huge with associates is, is getting them off the phone. Go call back to back to smack to smack to smack. No matter what your after call work is, you got a little available time. But if you have literally 10 minutes outside on top of your break that you've earned through some type of motivation, they're into that, right? There's something there. And then obviously there's, you know, Amazon gift cards and things like that, right? From, from that, that end of it. But really we focused on, you know, how do we keep that, that kind of salesy competition, right? With, with getting them off the floor, during the, the shift, and then is there something cool for them at the end of the of the rainbow as well? Amazon gift card. So that's kind of how we we would manage our our kind of our motivation, especially if we're having a down day, things like that. So some of the things that I love, right? We called it hall ball. Like guys, I'm telling you, this is how silly this stuff was, right? Where literally we would uh, we would set up either a waste bucket, we would set up. Um, a a piece of cardboard with a hole in it, like a, like a, you know, like where a mouse would go in, like in the old cartoons. Right. And we would just call it hall ball and we would literally have different areas. So if you were five feet away, it was worth one point. If you're 10 feet away, it was worth 15 points. And then if you're 50 feet away, it was worth a hundred points. And you would literally roll the ball down the hallway, right. Or normally be in between the, the rep, the, the booths. And if it went in there, your team would get those points. We do the same thing with basketball, right? We'd have a Nerf hoop set up, right? And in different areas that you'd set back, um, you could shoot it. Do the same thing with golf. Like sports were easy. Sports were fun. Um, so there's things like that that I think, again, they got the rep off the phone. They gave them a break. They gave them a total mental break. Um, there was competition with it. So you could get some team versus team things, which is a, which was a lot of fun. And then you could also do um, – you know, have that kind of that individual kind of rah-rah and then that winning team, a lot of times you don't have to give anything away either. Like, so we would, we'd, we'd send them home maybe 10 or 15 minutes early from their shift without pay. Sometimes you can do that. Sometimes you can't, depending on how your inbound volume is. I get that. But little things like that, um, extra 20 minute breaks, 15 minute breaks. And again, for those of you who are listening, if you're listening to this and you're I'm 10 minutes and 16 seconds into this, you're a hardcore call center person. People don't understand that being on the phone is the most important thing for a call center agent, right? Because everything that we do, as you guys know, is by math and by interval and by staffing and understanding that the percentage of shrinkage and the after call work and the amount of handle time and it all equals this this number that we need to be at for a specific interval of the day. And so giving agents things in this time off, again, we have to work that into our schedule. But, you know, when we say, hey, you got to be on the phone, right? And like people think that it it is, it's belittling when I say you can have an extra 15 minutes of break. For a call center agent and for the call center company, time off the phone is the most valuable thing. It's not because we're belittling your job. It's because that's what's most important uh, in the call center, you know, industry, right? You got to be there when the call comes, right? If you're calling outbound, right, and you're making sales calls, you can take a break all day because nothing's going to be coming. But again, it's not because we're belittling and just saying, hey, we're, we have the power to give you 15 more minutes of break. No, it's because that's so valuable to both you as a, an employee and us as well, time, right? Time is really, really important when it comes to the contact center industry. So, 
you know, handing time away is, is a, is a valuable thing. It's not a belittling thing. And, and so many other industries don't grasp that concept, right? Because they think it's, well, what do you mean? You can't take 15 minutes, Well, 15 or 20 minutes off the phone. That could be six, seven, eight, ten 10 calls that just got abandoned. Right. So again, I think that that's a, a really important piece of it. Right. And then I, I think a lot of reps, it, can still get into that, right? When it comes to just the, I don't know, the, the have fun stuff, right? I do see there's a little bit of pushback here, there, and a lot of the stuff will be voluntary, but things like where you, if there's no end for them, right? Like a, a lot of associates are financially money driven. Nothing absolutely wrong with that. I'm told I'm money driven as well. But what we have to say, you know, is, we have to know who those guys are, right? And, and from a, a cultural aspect, if this is something and we want to play games and we want to have people in, it's something that we need to talk through too in our HR, right? When we're bringing on new employees, you know, again, if you just, if you go to my TikTok, it's call center underscore geek. Somebody just, you know, they, they posted a reply to, an, to a, a video that I did kind of on this topic. It was like, well, call center games are bullshit. Just pay me more. And, okay, I get you. That's why we asked the question, hey, are you into games? Do you like to have some fun? Would you interact with them, with your employees? Would you get into team stuff? And if they say no, right, that's kind of a strike for us from a cultural aspect because we want those type of people because I think they're also better customer service people because they interact, right? Maybe it's a bad stereotype, but that's what I have found just from experience. So from a cultural standpoint, I think it's a really good tell as well to say who's going to be good in your center or not, depending on what your culture is. Maybe you don't care about that. Right. And then that's a question that if they say no, maybe that's beneficial to you because you just want sales guys that are just working by themselves. But, but the, the have fun, you know, getting back to that, right. The, you know, the things where like I did, you know, we would say, Hey, okay, everybody guys, you know, work from home, you know, for the next half hour, take out a piece of paper and, and, you know, doodle the best doodle, um, gets five minutes of uh, break time or 10 minutes of break time, right? Some people are like, dude, this is stupid. I'm not doing this, right? Um, when it becomes more the individual things, I think there's a little bit more pushback, right? Because that that team concept or that, that kind of group think, right, kind of goes out the window. Um, so I will tell you, it, to, to kind of boil this whole thing down, and I know I've probably rambled on in, in so many different ways because this, this topic is fascinating to me, and I, I have so many different thoughts on it because I've thought about it for, for such a long period of time. But the, the bottom line is, number one, from a cultural aspect, if, if you want people to engage, if you want people that are having fun in your center, right, there's two things, well, a couple of things you need to do. Number one, from a cultural aspect, make sure you're asking that question when they're being interviewed, do you like that, right? Make sure you're getting those people that, that respond positively to that. Number two, make sure that games and things aren't your, the, the way that you are uh, compensating, right? It is a, it is an added benefit to have fun, but it can't be the, Hey, we're not paying enough, but Hey, we play a lot of games. I don't think that that works, right? That's where you get some pushback. Again, remember our, our spokes, right? HR motivations, it's all just one spoke, right? Base rate is still huge, right? If your base rate is, is right where it should be and everybody's happy with that, you're going to have, you can have a lot of fun around. If it's not, you're still going to have some problems. And the third thing is when you are 
trying to do a motivation, right? Try to think of how do we be competitive? I love team versus team more than individual versus individual. How do we give them time off the phone, right? To do something interactive. I think that that's huge and make the end, whether it's 10 bucks, 15 bucks, make it something that is, or, or, or time off, leave early. Um, you know, don't give them a balloon. Um, give them something that I think is is um, worthwhile. And I think you will find that it's a lot of fun. Um, they're, you're adding to their job. It's, an, it's a benefit, right? You're, you're adding it as a benefit. It's not a core you know, thing. If, if it went away tomorrow, you're not going to lose people because of it. But I think you can kind of kind of gain a, a, a different cultural aspect when you when you do play those things and when you do do them the right way and you're using them as just one of your spokes of your engagement process you're not using it as a uh, as the compensation for for lack of a pay or, or some other things that you may be lacking in so I hope that that's helpful to you guys I think that there's there's a lot there a lot to think about I'd love to know your feedback on on some of this as well um, but yeah, don't stop playing games. If you have some people who are, uh, you know, the the belly aching about it, right? Find out about what what the problem really is, and I bet you the underlying issues are some of the things that we kind of talked about in, in this episode. So, thanks, guys. Enjoy and, and keep playing. Um, as I'm recording this, it is a uh, it's the Tuesday before Thanksgiving as well. So if I don't, I won't, well, I won't do another podcast this week. Have a great, great, great Thanksgiving and. Uh, Thankful for all you guys. Have a good one.